0: you're listening to borderline idealist join us every sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts highly sensitive people and mental health log on to borderlineidealist.com for past episodes blog posts and to find ways to support us together we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma
1: Welcome back to borderline idealist hey guys hey it's AJ and this is Chris and we've been on a little hiatus yeah a little hiatus um I don't I don't want to dive too much into it I guess um, I've personally been going through some stuff and that's what we're gonna talk about with this this episode a little bit because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it will help other people. It's um, been
2: yeah, but it's been a little rough these past couple of weeks with um, some new changes that have been going on, and also just our scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've mentioned have mentioned it in the past about the new house. Yeah, so we're in the process of finalizing um, buying a new house again, and well, the last time we didn't by because something came up at the end but we
1: were going through the
2: process yes so and it's equally as draining yes it's equally as draining there's a lot of paperwork and you get your hopes up
1: you know and cross your fingers that everything goes okay
2: (laughs) i hate that but everything's going well so far with the house it's just a couple of other areas that have made it a little bit hard to muster the energy and um and kind of i guess just follow through
1: yeah but personally i i guess i i've been going through a little bit more anxiety with my my job
2: and some depression
1: yeah and some depression i guess chris you want to add that in there any Uh, more ingredients you want to add chris hey i'm just i'm just calling out (laughs) what i see and i really don't i try not to share that with with other people um like even when I will come home, Chris will like tell me about his day, but I don't like to tell him about my day because I just feel like it's rehashing stuff and will just make me more more anxious and, and think about it more and just feel bad uh, because sometimes decisions that I make and I have to make some decisions at night sometimes I don't know if, if I'm doing the right thing and my main objective is to to do the right. Thing you know (laughs) is to do what I think is right but sometimes when I make a decision I can second guess myself and that can just that that kind of anxiety can just spiral down lead me into depression so I really didn't want to talk about too much of what happened at my job or how it was making me feel or those uh those stressful stressful situations Because,
2: you know, I want to be normal and try to handle them. Well, see, but the thing for me is that I feel like you need to talk about it so you can let it out. And not let it eat you up inside. And so that you can try to find a solution or something to help you cope with whatever you had experienced. And... I may not be the best, per- best person to do that with because maybe I'm too personal, I'm too close to you, um, but I feel like just bottling it up inside doesn't really help. No. It didn't help last time when you were having the same problems or similar problems at work. You you try the same technique of just bottling it up, smoking, and drinking, and hoping that that will just help it help you get through the day, and it did for a little while until it just got too much for you to handle.
1: Yeah. And Chris has this this bad habit of being like, "Didn't we talk about this in the past episode?" At a past episode, you know, you need to go back and listen to that episode again. I'm just like, "Wow, oh, Mister like, Smart Ass, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you need to follow your own advice." I'm just like, <laughs> 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 my own worst critic. <laughs> I can tell other people what to do. <laughs> And, but I mean, try. It I've is tried.
2: harder to it is harder to do than to say a lot of. I believe
1: times in. And... I believe in when I say like talk to a psychologist, and I haven't been doing that so, um, so uh, on the regular as I did in the past, and Why? I felt okay. Why is that? Because I felt okay. I felt like you know I, you know I'll I'll go back to doing that when things feel like they're really bad and really stressful and i i can't handle them but right now i think everything's pretty okay and it's kind of a waste of money if i if i'm going there and spending
2: how much money a a week to talk to somebody well that's why i say that i don't necessarily think maybe if you're fine maybe you don't need to talk to a psychiatrist every day every week but maybe once a month check in and if for example you have a really bad week then maybe you should call the doctor and say hey do you have time to talk this week instead of waiting to the end of the month like we normally do. So I feel like maintaining some sort of structure in that environment, in an environment where you feel safe and you feel the support of a doctor that you can rely on fully and trust with all of your, you know, what you're going. And then so letting that bounce off of them and then with their knowledge and expertise helping you come up with maybe a plan of approach or maybe they'll help you look at things differently you, your previous psychologists did that they were not the um the most qualified to deal with bpd and that's why i want you to look for someone who has the special qualifications for it but you know you you had come home before and be like well they told me this and this and it just made me realize that I was looking at it the wrong in the wrong way or, you know, it kind of helps you give, get a different perspective. Yeah. And that's something that I can't do for you because whenever I try, and even though I may have said the same thing that the doctor told you, but because it was coming from me, it, it can't, you took it differently. You were not saying the same thing.
1: She was saying something completely new. Mm-hmm. And if you were saying the same thing, she was saying it in a manner that I could understand. Okay, well that's the thing. And <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Obviously, you don't talk in a clear, articulate manner. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't communicate
2: without but triggering I, you.
1: I think it's also I think it's also important to talk to somebody even if you're not feeling bad. You know, I I know that. even because that's what um Certain medicine is for, you know, not because you're feeling bad right now, but because that
2: is something that could come up later. Yes. And that's one thing that I have mentioned.
1: Oh, wow. Chris is so right today. Go on, Chris. Take a victory lap. I'll just sit right here. <laughs> here we oh go. My God. Here we go. That's something
2: that we both have. Actually, you mentioned it. It wasn't me. I just brought it up to remind it to you. But you're the one who mentioned it.
1: But I just go... I go through these stages where I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to totally take care of myself and keep going to somebody. And that's just like after a crisis. And then when the crisis kind of wanes off, you know, if I was like really bad right now, I'd be like, hmm, I'm just going to stop taking all of my medicine now. Because, you know, I do have some anxiety, but I can probably handle it
2: myself. No, is probably- it is not, <laughs> no you don't say I can probably handle it. You say I should be able to handle it. And that's what you, t- you say a lot. I shouldn't be able to do this this makes me if I can't do this on my own then that means I'm weak or that means this or that I can't handle this I should be able to handle this but that's that's not the way to look at it
1: oh so that's something else that I want to talk about decision-making when you're somebody with with BPD is maybe going through some of the stuff that I'm going through mm-hmm you know, how can you trust yourself to make good decisions or follow your intuition if, I don't know, you can't really trust yourself all the way? I mean, you know, just like I'm thinking now, well, I don't really need to see a doctor really anything, you know, or how, how I thought in the past, oh, I don't need to take medicine, just going down those, those roads before, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when I feel very strongly... About something like I uh, may at my last job when I got uh, when the I felt like the manager was very disrespectful to me, mm-hmm. and so I I quit. There's always a part of me that thinks, "Well, what if you were just making that up in your mind because you have BPD and you just think everyone hates you? You know, or did that really happen? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know." So it's like how how do well, you how do you trust yourself because. You know, I want to be, I want to be myself, but there is still a part of me that, that's why I'll, I'll ask you about certain things, like, Chris, did I do the right thing? Would you do it in this situation? If you're like, well, I wouldn't do it that way. I was like, well, I was wrong. I should have done it your way, you know, because what do I know? I'm I'm probably sick and I, I'm just all out of
2: sorts and how do I know? See, this is where a doctor would come in to help because. Or
1: you could just agree with everything that no, I say. I can't. My job is
2: not to agree with you. That's not my job. Boo. Boo. This is not going the way I I wanted it to. (laughs) I kind of face a similar problem in, in, in trying to help you reach a decision in that, well, should I just agree with him so that he's happy? Or should I tell him the truth, even if he doesn't want to hear it? Or is what I think is right for him actually right for him? I mean, I don't want to push you into doing something you... You absolutely can't handle. If you can't go back to work to this special place, I don't want to push you to go back there because I don't want that to trigger a deep depression or to cause you to harm, your, harm yourself. You know, that's, that's something that I worry about. I don't want to make you do what I think is right because it may not be right. But that's where a doctor, someone who's completely objective, can help you because there are certain things in... With BPD, there are certain things, right? That BPD causes...
1: But what if I don't have access to a, to a doctor just to ask that one question about this this situation? You know, I I made this... I, I, I guess the, the, the question is, like, I made this choice. Was this the right, right choice? Because I, I feel like it is. But somebody else told me that they would do something differently mm-hmm. and they may be a little bit more sane than I am.
2: Well, I see, or... that's why I feel like... That's why <laughs> I, I, feel, I think that having a regular doctor will help in that because right now you don't have a regular doctor. So I'm just talking you're, about in this, this... But That's what I'm saying. It's like, so you just reached a, a, a point in time where you need something specific. You call your doctor and say, can I see you tomorrow? Can I see you the day after tomorrow? Yeah, I need to talk to I'm you. I'm
1: saying I totally agree with that, but what happens if I don't have a doctor if I'm talking to you about it? But
2: you have... You have... You do have... You're lucky enough to <laughs> you're have just like You're just like, talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. No. You have the opportunity to talk to your doctor. Unfortunately not many people do they don't have health insurance even even though we have health insurance the cost to go to a doctor is high but i think that will be offset by not only making you feel better but also make you I mean, knowing that you're making the right decision for yourself okay so okay
0: what go
1: to? I said. What happens if you don't have a doctor? What what? I I guess I'm, I'm I can give you. I've I, given I guess, you my opinion. Okay, I I I get that. So try to get to a doctor and try to get somebody else. But I think that if you know if you have sorry, BPD and you're like me, like in a situation where you feel you feel like something's wrong and it just I usually just ask myself in internally like okay, let um, let me look at this from what I'm feeling, but also try to look at it in a logical way. Mm -hmm. You know, is what the person said logical? Is it something that I can live with, come back to the job and maybe talk to them about, probably work it through? You know, I'll probably take a a day or something to to think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this situation, I didn't because it was just like, no, <laughs> because maybe um, also that was like an accumulation of things, too. When well, there were a lot of negative things and then one more negative thing happens. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, I'm not going to do it. All this and then this. No, you know, but it's just, just about trusting your intuition and and trusting yourself that you're making the right choice. And I don't know, that's where that's where it gets slippery for me, because I don't know if I. All all I can do is just ask my inner voice and try to think about it in in a logically logically and emotionally and objectively, and then that's how I make my decision. I don't I don't know. Do you ever go through situations like that where you make a decision either at that time or you're given time to make a decision and then you make it and you're just like, well, of course. I think everybody goes to that, but you're just like, you know, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you do you ask other people and, yes. and other people be like, uh hey, you made the wrong decision. You're like, I oh, always how. ask other people,
2: especially <laughs> if I'm uncertain about something, I always ask other people and I don't take it as a absolute. I take it as an opinion. So I say, okay, well she would do, you know, I, I, I listen to the points that they make basically kind of like an argument, you know? Okay. Um, I, i hear from multiple people what the arguments would be to make the decision that they would choose and then i try to apply it whatever maybe i there's one or two things that they mentioned that i can identify with or i can grapple with and utilize into informing my decision so i do that all the time and i'm i'm always questioning myself i'm always wondering whether the right decision I ultimately
1: know. it's your decision though, right? Like you do you feel like I don't know. Have you ever made like a quick decision like that?
2: Mm, yes. Job wise, yes.
1: Well not even job wise, just I guess like a I don't know. Maybe like broken up with someone after they did something and just like, you know what? Never mind, I don't want to do this anymore. Um That's been kind of hard for me just to be like, you know what, I don't want to, even like breaking up with someone, you know what, nope, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm done. You know what, this is the last time you're going to do this to me. I Usually I'm trying to hold on to something, you know, because I'm just like, you know, let me try to be, I hate to say it again, but let me try to be normal, let me try to be, let me try to fit into this place, Um. let me try to not be, you know, this this puzzle piece that that won't fit in here because I want to be this, this image of, um, you know, when you get a job, you want to keep it. And you want to keep going and maybe get promoted and maybe have, you know, you don't, I don't, I don't get jobs just because I want to quit, you know. So I feel like I'm letting someone down. I feel like I'm letting you down. I'm not bringing any more money now. Am I going to be able to find another job? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to do, do that?
2: Oh, so he's considering quitting his job. I don't think you've mentioned that.
1: (laughs) No, I didn't.
2: Uh, You just announced it. You just announced it. No, I did
1: not say, I didn't say I was talking about my old job. Because I said I didn't want to talk about that situation. But thanks, yeah. Thank you, Chris. No, it's fine. (laughs) No, I'm trying to erase it now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking about, oh, leaving, about I'm thinking about yeah. leaving my my current job. I really didn't want to talk about it because it just I'm still stuck on that situation right now where I don't know if I am or not because you know there's just a lot of factors. Are you are you gonna be mad that I'm not making money anymore? Well, I be able to find another job? So now that you brought it up, I'm gonna leave the room and in, <laughs> in a mad <laughs> rampage so that you can talk about it and I'm gonna destroy some stuff on my way out. Excuse me. How <laughs> oh, dare. No, I mean, it's fine. I don't care if you bring it up or not, because, I mean, I'm probably going to end up talking about it anyway. Next week. But, you know, I, I I did say previously that I like to keep some stuff to myself, but I see you won't let me do that on my I'm podcast. i I
2: thought that was what you were referring to. It's mine! <laughs> <laughs> on our podcast, on oh. our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my um... name comes
1: first, AJ and Chris
2: anyways but
1: yeah it's It's because it just feels like there's a there's a lot of stress there's a lot of negative things there a lot of things i don't agree with and then something happened the other day where i was just like in my head i was just everything inside of me said nope i can't do this anymore nope i'm not gonna be happy here and then i came home and talked to chris about it and i I talked to some some other people about it too but all i could hear when chris was talking to me when i was like chris i don't think i want to do this anymore no all I heard was, well, you know, you should probably wait two weeks until you find another job. Or, yeah, well, you should probably wait, you know, well, you could still work there. I mean, you know, so I'm just thinking, well, what would a normal person do? What would somebody who... I guess other people would just suck it up and wait two weeks to find another job. Or, or I mean, just suck it up to just keep going in the job that they they don't like. But to me, I really feel like I want to be happy where I'm working and feel appreciated and... And not feel like I'm just working just to make money. I don't think that does not make me happy. But for some reason, like, I know that you were trying to say positive things to me and have me think about it in a well-rounded way. But it was causing so much confusion in me because I was telling you what I felt like I really wanted to do. And you were just telling me like other things that I could do. And it just made me feel like you were saying, well, what you're thinking is probably not the best thing to do. So, I mean, that's what a lot of where this topic came up. And, you know, how do you learn to trust yourself? Because I don't know if I'm if I should trust myself. I'm not happy there. I don't want to
2: be there. OK, I want to go. But. But I feel like the a psychologist would say, well, let's break it down. Why are you not happy? Why do you know? Why not be there? I remember when you came in, you were talking about how happy you were to be there because you didn't see people a lot. You spoke with the, the interactions with the clients was minimal compared to your previous job. This and this and this and this. Yeah. So you, so yeah. You
1: you've brought that up. Chris sent me an article with uh, talking about how BPD people um, are and uh, are job jumpers. Basically, jump around from job to job because they'll go to a job and be re- it'll be really positive. And then one thing will happen and they'll start to look at everybody as negative and start what to... What is it, splitting? Yeah, splitting. Looking at looking at everybody like they're evil and they're out to get them and they wanted to quit the job. So when you sent me that information and then we bring that up too, it makes me think, oh, well, that's right. I had BPD. You know, I quit my last job because I wasn't happy. I'm about to quit this job because I'm not happy. So apparently it's because I had BPD and I'm just like jumping around to job to job. It's not because I want to be happy and feel like that's productive where I am. But it's just because I have BPD and th- this one situation happened and that made me see everybody as evil. So that's why I want to do it. So that makes me feel like I can't trust myself even more. You know, even though I was trusting myself before, I was I I, I felt like I, I did trust myself, you know, feeling everything. I actually, I don't know if you saw it, but I wrote down all the reasons why I didn't like that job and why I didn't like staying there. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a piece of paper so I could see it tangibly because I kept... You know, I was tossing and turning at night because I would just be like, well, I just need to to stay and just suck it up, you know. But why, you know, maybe it's not really that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Who am I trying to convince, you know. <laughs> so it's very, it's very confusing. So I'm actually mm-hmm. glad that you brought that up because I don't want to talk about my past job, but it just puts me in a very... Um, What's that word? Precarious situation? Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, do I trust myself or not? I don't feel happy there. I don't feel like it's great. I don't I don't really want to stay for two more weeks because of what happened. Do we want to talk about that, Chris? Or can I just keep some stuff to myself? Just saying? I don't want to talk about that. But I don't you know, I don't really like what happened or how how I was approached. And no. I don't I, I think I learned from my last job no, I'm not, I'm not going to stand for that kind of stuff. I'm not going to be treated that way. I deserve to be treated good. You know, I, I deserve to be appreciated and I know I do a good job, you know, when there are other people that don't. But, you know, am I just a BPD job hopper?
2: I don't think that's what the point of the article was. I think the point of it was to learn to identify certain situations. I didn't, to me, it wasn't, you just because you have BPD doesn't mean you're a job hopper and that's, that's what well, you, i'm just that's saying i the whole point i of. know
1: i know what the i know what you were trying to get to me with the article but you just sent me the article itself so that's where my head sort of took me also mm. you're just saying that you know one thing happened and that led me to just make everybody evil and that's why i want to leave the job because that one thing and if that was the case, then I would totally admit it and be like, yes, there's only one thing that happened. I was really embarrassed by it and I should just get over it. But there are multiple things that I cannot fix. I cannot fix with the uh, sit down meeting with m- my managers. I can't, you know, because I've learned I cannot change somebody. A manager is who a manager is. Like you can let them know certain things, but the person is who they are, you know, Right. Do you, do you think that's true Chris if you let do you think that's true
2: I guess can you
1: change somebody can you change the core of who somebody is
2: I think people can change okay not everybody will so do you feel like to. do you
1: feel like I should just sit down with my manager and try to change them
2: that's not what I said
1: i'm just trying to understand
2: no you're trying to get me to <laughs> say something that you can you can get mad that's what you're trying to do <laughs>
1: that's what i usually say when i'm trying to do that right mm-hmm. i'm just trying to understand chris just yeah. let me know what you mean mm-hmm. but i'm just
2: i don't i don't know
1: see it's really complicated and i don't see, want this to... is why i, I, I feel really... like
2: this is the best a better conversation served with a doctor a trained because, see, when
1: you say that to me, it makes me feel like, oh, well, I don't want to talk about it with you because you're just going to get emotional with how I how I see things. I'm just like, oh, really? You can't But help you me do out. get emotional. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. Maybe there's a certain way you should no, say it to me. No, because
2: then you take it as you're my husband. You're supposed to, you're supposed to support me and you're not supporting me right now in the way that you, I want you to support me. Therefore, you don't care about me. You don't love me. So you you personalize everything with a doctor. You can't personalize it because you don't know. Them so personally. does that mean that you cannot talk to me about any of those situations? I can give you my opinion, my honest opinion. Well, about like, things. like it sounds like if you do that, I'm gonna take it the wrong way. Anyway, yeah, you could. So I'm saying. So so is certain, certain situations when you start that that I saying. Other certain situations come to you when you start saying. i just trying to understand, Christian. What do you mean? What are you saying? That's key word for me to to me to say. You know what. Don't say anything else because he's already trying to use whatever you say as a... I mean, I don't think you're trying to use it as an excuse, but I feel like you're already grasping at that to confirm your bias that you have that I'm trying to say something that...
1: So there are going to be things that I come up to you and ask you about and you'll be like, talk to your doctor. I can't talk to you about that.
2: I don't know. Maybe.
1: Wow. Wow. You know what? What? <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> Maybe um, I don't know. Store. I have. To, I can't
2: be. I can't think of every possible situation that we can that can arise. But, I mean, well, I try to be honest with you, but at the same time, I know certain. Like I can't tell you, no, Ajani. You have to stay at your job because I think that's the responsible I think all thing I to wanted, do.
1: All I wanted to feel from you in in those moments is it's cuz I, I have so much anxiety because i feel like i'm not gonna do the right thing and all i want to really hear from you and all i want to and i know you keep saying but i've been saying that wow. all i want to say <laughs> all i want to hear from you is that i support what you what you you want to do trust yourself is going okay to be okay Bervedo, no, that's no, no, what no. I said. Burbedum. Oh my God, Chris! Really?
2: Yes. I wish I had recorded myself <laughs> saying all those things because I was a really good supporter at that moment. When we were talking when I was in the. You'll say lab. all
1: the alternatives that I might be acting nope. out. That's that what might you, be a BPD dropped out of it.
2: That's what you, you may have taken out of our well, conversation. That's to. what you focused on, and I think that was part of the BPD because you're like it's all negative right now.
1: So you're saying I have BPD now. Yes, you have BPD. News <laughs> flash. Really? Is that what you're saying? Okay, you're saying you're accusing me. <laughs>
2: I, uh, verbatim, you know, I, I well, expressed how, how okay. you know, if you, if you really feel like you can't absolutely, if this was going to harm you in a negative way mentally or physically, if it was going to cause you to cause, if it was going to lead you to cause harm to yourself, then yes, I support you quitting on the spot. But? I said, I hear a butt coming. I just say if you feel like mm-hmm. this is going to lead you to mm-hmm. cause physical or mental health to yourself, mm-hmm. then I support you in quitting on the spot. But okay,
1: but if you want to stick around for a little bit longer, I mean that wouldn't be so no. Still far period. Longer.
2: That's that's my support to you. I'm saying you know if so you just are, quit. We'll look for an alternative job. So
1: are there really? Do you think that there are really situations that? You feel like you can't handle because I have BPD that you feel like you're going to say something detrimental and so it's better for you just be like talk to your doctor or talk to a girl I always party. have to
2: think about what I say to you.
1: But I'm just saying are there certain situations where you know you feel like I shouldn't say anything
2: and you should talk to a doctor. I don't want to say anything because what I'm going to say is right. I haven't reached that situation yet. Okay. I don't know if there will be if there can be. I, I just feel like because I, I am aware of what I say and how I say it when I talk to you, then that leads me to believe that maybe there would be a case. where I couldn't be 100% honest in the way that I would uh, want to be, maybe, well, without causing you harm. Because, like I, like we said before, I've rep- I've told you things that your psychologist would say to you, and then you would come home <laughs> happy and tell me how... She said things that would... That change your perspective. And I'm like, well, what'd she say? I think it's how you say it. You know, I think... And then maybe that's the case. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's how you say it. I think it's your accent. Okay. (laughs) So that leads me to believe that, you know... Some things that I say that you may agree with... Because of the way that I say it... Or maybe in the heat of the moment, in the situation... You don't take it the same way that it's intended. And... It comes out wrong, or you take it the wrong way. Um, so, but if you hear it from somebody else, who's not close and that and it's completely detached, it doesn't. You don't have that same. Uh, it maybe doesn't come feel across. Like they're not
1: judging me, and they're validating me.
2: And this maybe it is. Maybe that's the case: is that you feel like I'm judging you when I'm not.
1: So maybe you should like take classes or some things so that you can learn empathy. And um,
2: I have plenty of empathy. Thank you very much.
1: Mm, okay. Um, so there are some classes at the local community college mm-hmm. where they're doing empathy. I have no problem week.
2: with empathy. Thank you.
1: I don't know what it is. I think it's just, a, <laughs> I think it's the validation part because I, I'd rather hear you say, great idea. You have, you, you know, trust yourself. You're, you're good. But if yeah. I talk to you about it more, it just expands into to more and more and more and more possible options so and you- how I could be doing something how could be doing something de- detrimental for my future or for us or for the house see, well, or, you know, it just, it just expands. So I, I'm just like, Oh man, you know, if I do this for myself, I'm just going to be hurting everything around me, but I'm going to be unhappy. But who cares if I'm unhappy? Cause at least I'll have money. But, but you see, know.
2: on my end, I have to consider, um, okay, well, is he doing this because he's splitting Is he doing this because, because of the BPD symptoms that he, that he, you know, has? Is he, um, did he take it the wrong way? Did he, you know, was it, is it as aggressive as the conversation as you described
1: I really have multiple personalities. Like, I I could just be anybody feeling anything at any time. I'm like an X-Man.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: you
2: know, that's something that people do seeing? consider. As, as someone who has BPD, that's something that you've told me you have to consider, right? Yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to interpret what you're telling me of the situation that happened to you and say, okay, did it happen verbatim how it happened? Was there any implications that he took? Was there any bad phrasing that the person didn't mean to say? Like so I'm not even,
1: I'm not even trustworthy. No. Because I could even, a, after I told you what happened um, and, and how it well, was approached, but, I wasn't really sure, you know, talking about it more and more, I wasn't sure if I could even trust myself. Well, when
2: you first told me it was super vague, you just said, she just singled me out and made me feel bad. And then um that was super vague, and it wasn't until I kind of pulled it out of you that you explained into detail and, and how made you feel and all that stuff, so that yeah, that kind of, that did help me understand you better. But I kind of got
1: from you that, you know, that maybe it wasn't as bad as, I don't know how you said that to me, maybe it wasn't as bad as I, I thought it was, or... Um, or something like that. But I, that was something that I was thinking, too. Like, maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe I'm just, you know, not making any sense. And that's why I would talk to you about it. You know, I I showed you the the email that I mm-hmm. sent to HR. Yeah. And because I just want to make sure that I wasn't crazy so you you have a problem with trusting me, and I have a problem no, with trusting have, myself. No,
2: I don't have a problem. With trusting yeah, well, me. it does. I also ha- I ha- seem I mean, because I have the same problem that you have in knowing whether the decision that I make is right. I don't know whether well, the you the the opinion that I'm giving to you is right.
1: Well, you don't know if I'm coming to you and saying something if I'm just saying it out of sh- like with, with fear goggles on, or if I'm telling you the 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 truth or what really. Well, happened. I
2: mean, your truth is your truth, but.
1: Wow, know, that like sounds. The your, your truth is your truth, yeah, uh huh. But the truth is the the I'm talking about the truth, like the real truth. <laughs> oh, that's the alternative truth. I can't. That's the alternative, not alternative truth? facts. Like you can't just be like, well, you know.
2: No, but I'm, what I mean by the that earth is, is, is The this there's this what square, I mean so. by that is that you felt a certain way, regardless of everything. Yeah, like you
1: just said that you weren't 100 percent sure if it happened that way because. I could have been... Right? You said you weren't sure if it, if it happened that way because... Yeah, I, I, been I wasn't going sure to if else.
2: like maybe the person spoke in a... So that sounds like that you didn't not... trust what I was saying
1: when it was first told no. to you. And I'm just saying... I feel Chris, like... all I'm saying is the way that you you felt about that is the way that I felt too. I was like, can I trust... Right. I don't know if you want to say that. You probably right. don't want to say you know, you don't trust me because you feel like it's going to hurt my feelings or something. But that's what it feels like to me, mm-hmm. that you didn't trust what I was saying. Okay. And to me, I feel the same way because I was just like, hmm, you know, I had BPD. Maybe I'm just thinking I was saying without. out. Maybe I'm just thinking that happened. And that's it's really hard to know yeah. if you're well enough to be... You know, it would be it would be better if you were there with me because maybe you, I don't know if it would have been better. <laughs> what if you were there with me? You were just like mm, that seemed totally normal to me. I don't know why you're overreacting, and I was just like, wait a minute, what? You know, do I trust myself? That's do happened I...
2: on separate occasions. For me? Altogether, Yeah. Yeah. When um, waiters would say something or, you know.
1: Yeah, just like, Sir, well, sometimes people were disrespectful to me, Chris, and I wanted you to stand <laughs> up for me like a man, but you wouldn't, and we just sat there quietly okay. being disrespect Okay, we won't talk <laughs> I want you to stand up, but Chris, Chris does not like to get loud. And
2: does, I'm like, super, and passive. I'll whisper
1: to you and be like, "I can't believe the waiter just did that.
2: Say um, something." <laughs> see, to me, it's like, and that's the and that's the difference in personality. I'm <laughs> passive. I like zero confrontation. I'll eventually say something. And, I mean, I will too if it yeah, gets to right. a certain point. But our thresholds are completely different. Apart, so for you, if the person didn't ask you for, you know, if you wanted no that's probably too much <laughs> the person- no there
1: was there was one time that we went out and the guy gave us our appetizers and drinks and he said are you ready to order and we said yes and he said okay one second and he walked over to the table behind us and started taking oh, yeah. their order and i said chris if you don't say something <laughs> i'm about to blow up i think this is why i go to you because i'm like chris i'm about to I, I, see, why ch- would you ask for our order and they go to the table behind us i mean does he want a tip i don't understand like and Chris just like, "Oh, it's fine." I was like, what?
2: You got to be, well, see, you gotta be okay. disrespected like the, that." The thing for me is like, okay, if we had been waiting for
0: like so a long time, to do, that was correct. If, if we do.
2: were like, you know, quick or something, if I needed to get in and out, I would have said something. But to me it's like I was having a good time because I was there with you and my best friend, and I was just enjoying the moment, you know? I was talking, we were talking and so
1: Yeah, so we didn't we didn't deserve good service. We were just there enjoying time with our friends so anyways it was fine so we
2: had that different threshold and we have those different um personalities so i mean to me it was I a little disrespectful will be to me it was a little disrespectful but i'm like pff, it was okay, super dis-
1: are you ready to order yes okay one moment what what Oh man, I almost just—I <laughs> almost exploded. I mean your friend was like there looking at me. I was like, I don't care about you, man. <laughs> I'm talking to my husband. I don't care about you, Chris. You better say something because <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen if he comes back over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting heated thinking about it. Yeah, I guess we have different thresholds, but
2: <laughs> so I mean, that's what—that's why for me also, you know, it's hard for me to say whether you're overreacting or not, because I'm always going to underreact, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, some I guess people, so. I have some friends who are kind of in between me and you. Um, But, and they approach it differently as well. So it's just, we're all different in those ways. And that's why it's hard for me to, that's why it's hard for me to know whether, what the advice that I'm giving you or that I want to give you is correct.
1: So should I just trust myself to make, decisions that
2: are correct yes but that means not questioning yourself
1: that's hard because how do i know if
2: you know that i feel like that's just got to be a commitment you know what i'm gonna quit if okay so there's there's the structure you make the decision i'm gonna quit okay so what's next next is i need to find another job asap not you know continue the same routine that i have while I'm out of, while I'm resting after work, you know, mm-hmm. going online, watching videos, read, doing your regular reading stuff, that's not. You should not keep that regular routine because you're no longer in a regular routine. Now you have to switch your routine into focusing on finding a job. That means, you know, and that's the that's the scariest part because I. This
1: has been so exhausting for me. I feel like I'm going to go into like restful depression mode where exactly. I'm just, I'm just going to fall asleep for 48 hours and not wake back up. Because exactly. I just don't want to think about and that's how why... I might have let people down, how I let myself down, well, how I wasn't strong enough to do that's it. That's and... part
2: of the reason why I kind of, you know, I kind of, it would, I think it would be better if you did stay a job in the job until you found the other job. There it is.
1: There it is go on continue continue i should stay in the job Why? continue continue <laughs> no continue why do you think I should okay stay in the job? mr BPD. no why do you think i should stay in the job i say that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons mm-hmm.
2: why it would be good mm-hmm. is because it why would, it would be it would, good
1: for me to stay in the job okay it would remain
2: okay. it would keep you in that same routine it would force you to be in that same routine of of Activity basically. Not letting yourself go into hibernation okay. mode.
1: Okay, Chris, I'll keep the job. I mean, who cares if it doesn't make me happy? I will keep the job. I mean, if that's what you want for me. I can. no, I just want to make you happy. Okay, guys. Well thanks for joining us for this episode. I've really I've really figured so, out a lot.
2: Um The other thing you could do is, you know, jump into another job immediately where, you know, you can always get a server job. Man, but I would you don't want to get a I would job. I just
1: love a job where I mean the 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 Big bonus about this job was working by myself. You know, I just love working by myself and just doing the busy work. But, you know, if I could just find a job in the daytime that I don't have to go to work at...
2: Administration jobs. Yeah. That's all busy work. Yeah. And it's during the day. And you don't have to deal with customers.
1: Well, you know, I think... That's why
2: I keep saying administration.
1: I feel really... I'm still on the edge of what I'm going to do because... Like you just said, Chris, you gave me another good reason why I should stay at my job. <laughs> Everyone heard that, right? It was a good reason why I should probably Stings stay at to my consider job. When you're so, making
2: a big decision, you should look at all the exactly. Options and the so considerations. why should I trust myself?
1: Um, yeah, I'm still not sure what to do because I guess that's a that's a good thing. So I don't know if what I'm doing is a bad thing, but i i don't I don't think I will because I I know that you know, Chris, you're up these things that could happen, but I. If I learned anything from my, my past job is that I need to be happy and comfortable where I am. And there's no reason for me to go to a job where I feel uncomfortable and like I can't do my best work or put in 100% because I'm so focused on the the anxiety and and just feeling <clears throat> bad. And and especially to know that there is probably gonna be that way for a long time, because okay. I know that I know that you think that you can change management, but I've seen in the past it's really hard to change management because they're they'll let you go before they let a manager go, and those people it's it's really hard to change them because that's their that's their style, so. And some something, things are just so ingrained, too. Like, there's nothing that you can really do about them. Sometimes you just get into a job and they're just some things that you just have to get used to,
0: right?
2: Yeah, um, but I feel like for this... Well, in certain situations, it's maybe less of a... I, I don't think you would be able to, you know, change uh, your boss into, let's say, for example, not be late. Or not read notes and things like that those are certain things that maybe she's just never gonna do you know but maybe knowing that her words can affect people a certain way maybe maybe the world is can be a better place (laughs) Um, well, I guess
1: that's why it this would, is called Borderline Idealist. It would... Because uh, <laughs> that's would. what you are. But I'm I'm becoming more of a, a realist <laughs> when it comes to work. Like, I try... I try being an <laughs> idealist, but I don't... You know, there are certain ways... Look, I, I, no, there are certain ways that you should treat somebody, and there are certain yeah. ways that you shouldn't. And I'm not going to let somebody treat me in a disrespectful way. And then have to work with them you know i i feel like there are some things that people can do and it can be a misunderstanding and you can talk to them about it but there's some things that should just never happen you know and you should know better that's how i feel called the n-word yeah that being called anything like your boss it's above above me now (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's that's how i feel so i just feel like i have self-respect for myself but then now i feel like the self-respect I have for myself makes me weak is a weakness now why because now you know i can go to a job and be like i'm not being respected other people aren't being respected i'm gonna leave this job you know where other people would be like well i don't really expect too much respect for my job i'm just here to get a paycheck i don't really care about the people i'm gonna do just concentrate on the money i don't really care about respect that's why so that's there there are just so many factors to things, but I think I'm just going to have to trust myself and say, well, no, I deserve I deserve. I don't to... think anybody
2: goes into a job saying, well, I don't care if I get respected. Well, some people stay at jobs where yes. they're they're
1: disrespected over and over and over again yes. because of the because, money or because it's well, close to their house or because, because like
2: they, have, they have the They have no option. Fortunately enough for you, you have an option to just walk away. Other people yeah. don't have that. Yeah, but I'm saying some people do have options to walk away
1: if they are feeling that they're getting disrespected. But they, like I said, if they they, need
2: a paycheck at every, every, if they're living paycheck to paycheck, they don't have an option because they can't find a job within the next day to feel that. Okay,
1: so I'll give you a scenario of somebody that is working at a job. Maybe they get disrespected by their boss a lot, but they stay at the job because um, it's close to their home and they make good money. Is that a good reason to stay at a job? You can get a job anywhere else that makes good money and maybe not so
2: close to your home. But I'm not saying sta- staying at a job indefinitely. I'm saying transitioning between jobs. Okay. I'm, all I'm trying to do...
1: I was just trying to talk about somebody that is staying at a job not because they necessarily have to but because they choose to do that because of the benefits that it provides to them. And that's okay. what I'm just going through. But whatever, Chris. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I mean...
2: And those you're just is... trying to
1: poke holes in, in that. You're just like, well, I mean, there are people... I don't know these people that you're talking
2: about, but
1: there are even people that stay no, at their jobs they, Some they... people
2: do stay at their mm-hmm. jobs because either they're really close to their retirement, so they're like, I'm just going yeah, you know, to push talking, through. I'm talking about people like me. That, that doesn't make them weak. That doesn't...
1: Yeah, it does. I don't think it makes them weak, but, you know, I, I think they made me think like me, and in your eyes, I feel like it's going to make me... Bad because you're gonna you're gonna feel like I don't know you may just feel something negative like I'm I may have to take a lower paying job or I don't know something something different and I was really happy when I got this job because there were a lot of things that, you know before I had a job you would tell me that we can't buy we can't get we can't afford we and then can't you do went crazy
2: shopping for everything
1: yeah you know, and I <laughs> went crazy shopping for a whole bunch of stuff and now we'll be able to do that anymore he didn't really go crazy whatever chris you just you know god chris just controls my money and i'm just trying to get monetary freedom and when i just get a little gas you know just just inhale a little bit of that clean air you know Mm -hmm. now i'm just like oh i don't like the jobs and i have to go back (laughs)
2: To be like, Chris, can we get well, some this pizza? Motiva- and you're
1: like, mm, nah, I don't think so. I'm not in the mood for pizza today.
2: This should be a motivation <laughs> to find that next job. You piss me off. I just... I should, this should be a motivation to find that next job. I mean, you you know you can do it, and you've just been through it. So Yeah, I mean, I... You just got to keep yourself focused so that you don't get into that... Um, that uh, cocoon, or what is it called? Well, that hibernation mode. I feel
1: like... Uh, you have to help me, not you know you have to help me. how do I help you i i that's a good question, Chris. I think the yes. way that you could help me is make to make me feel like the decision I made was good for okay. me. It was a positive I, decision, okay. and don't bring up well, you could have done this, you could have done that, you could have done this, but you didn't do that, but you could have done that if you had done this, then maybe you would be the, well you I'm just saying been, sometimes when i sometimes I think when you bring up like certain. there were situations that Mm -hmm. I could have done, that's what I hear. Okay. But I just think that it's important just to validate that, you know, I made the right decision for myself.
2: Okay. And So if you make whatever decision you make on Monday, I will support it. If you decide to get another job, I will support it. But beyond that, what else can I do to keep you motivated so that you don't go into hibernation mode? Giving you chores? Give you lists.
1: You can look up on the internet and do mm-hmm. some research, but I don't I'm think you I don't think George is in there. I don't think it's one of the things. <laughs> no. Just I to keep think you busy it's busy in a routine go out to
2: eat more. No. You know? Um I think go out to eat more is really nice. We're about to move, so there's a lot of work to be Yeah.
1: Oh, God, didn't we already do this with the boxes and stuff? Like yeah. I feel like we just did this.
2: I just did this. You didn't do it.
0: I helped. Mm-hmm. It's re- okay,
1: I'm definitely not helping this you time, so you helped. can say that no, you did it you this time. Helped.
2: No way. This time, it's going to be the other way around.
1: Okay, Chris, let's get off here. And, guys, we promise to see you next Sunday. And I'll give a conclusion about <sighs> what
2: I did and wish us luck it's been a little stressful but i think we're kind of managing
1: oh you're you're stressed you're stressed out
2: Oh, should I go over my things You're stressed about? You're perfect. Okay, this is the next portion is going to be the Christian portion of the show. You don't have anything wrong, Chris. AJ. Everything
1: is perfect with you. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about you. Yeah, tune in for the Chris Perfect Show. He mm-hmm. talks about mm-hmm. everything's going his way. He mm-hmm. <laughs> just got four new tires. That's going my way? Yeah, everything's going <laughs> your way. Look at that. Having to replace my cards <laughs> is just not going my way. You had to pay for them yourself. Okay, guys. We will talk to you later. <gasps> Say bye first. Excuse me.
2: We're we're tired. Yeah, but we're not too tired to get Chinese food now, right? Oh my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> bye, guys. All right, Thank you for listening. Low main and, for everyone. And for your continued support. Yes. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.